What up, world? It's your boy Trey Cash and my guys, KJ and Billy. We're back for our third episode of the TKB show. Yes, sir. And I do apologize, um, listeners, because I've been on the road for the past three weeks. You know, I had two camps to do and like uh, an AAU tournament, our national tournament. And so I've been kind of busy these past few weeks, but you know, I'm back. I'm better. I'm ready to get the grind back on, man. Yes, sir. Had camp a few weeks ago with KJ out in Coons, and we had national tournament. And I've been at the church for the last five days, working the camp, you know, giving back to the community and stuff. But it's great to be back. It's great to be recording with y'all. So that's that's all I got, man. Most definitely, most definitely. But yeah, man, it's it's been a, it's been a great summer so far. Uh, had the had the opportunity to work, you know like four camps already you know been traveling a lot uh with my with my girls my AU program and you know just uh this overall is just um doing basketball stuff that I've been enjoying and so um uh I am glad to be back I'm actually on the road now recording from a you know from a different spot so you know it's kind of it's it's kind of it's kind of good to explore um, at the same time, but, you know, I'm still glad to be back recording with, you know, my guys, Trey and Billy. Definitely, man. It's good to finally be back with my guys for our third episode. Yeah, I can't believe we're, can't believe we're on the third episode already, man. It's been a while, though. It's been like, yeah, yeah. What, it's like two weeks since we dropped one. Something like that, but you know the fact that you know we're doing this, you know, uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I, I was anticipating dropping another one. I had people asking me about it. Yeah, same thing. I was thinking about it the other day, like second or third day at camp when I was in uh, doing rec games. I was like, man, we got we got to get something going, you know. But you know, yeah. we, we finally got some time. You know, we got a little break. So it all works out, man. Everything's all right. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely, and also having a having a P five assistant coach accent had a podcast been that's huge. Yeah, really. Out. Yeah, a, a, a known one at that, a well known one at that. Well, well known, very well known. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today we'll talk about what's your why and why you do what you do and why you love what you do. Starting with KJ. Oh man. All right, here we go. What's my why? I would have to say my why is, you know, for, you know, the athletes. And um, as I expand on this, um, you know, this past week I was in Waxahachie, Texas, working at Southwestern Assemblies of God University. And um, their basketball camp, they kind of had a combined camp um, with their boys and their girls. But it was hosted by this um, this camp program called NBC. It's called – I forgot what it stands for. Uh, something, something commitment. I don't know. But um, but um, it was actually really good. It was kind of like uh, we did basketball stuff. I worked with an older group, the oldest group I've ever worked with, 15 and 16-year-olds. And um, and we, we not only, you know, taught basketball, we jumped right into basketball, but we also, you know, talked about how to be a better person. And so, um, you know, going – you know, going to these sessions with these kids I'm working with, I was hard on them through practice, you know, and, you know, off the court, you know, I kind of tried to build that relationship with them. You know, at the end of the week after practice, uh, not practice, after camp was uh, over, 
um, they had um, I had a lot of athletes coming up to me say, "Hey, coach, you know, I'm I'm glad we had you as a coach because you know, you um you really pushed me to to be the best and not only a best athlete, but uh, I feel like I'm a better person because I know you, and so I'm hope you can ne- we can never lose contact and everything. I wrote you a letter telling you thank you and everything, and, you know, you know, hearing that just like just by just like a week just like from a week of camp like just knowing that I've impacted somebody's life in a positive way like that is really enough for me to like you know that's why I coach that's why I love that's why I love doing what I do that's why you know I travel a lot and to go places to do this even though they may not pay me the amount of money that people think they do but you know I'm not doing it for the money I'm doing it for you know the athletes, you know, um, I want them to be positively impacted by me associating myself with them in their athletic career. And so, you know, they can always, you know, I told them, I was like, y'all can always hit me up on any social media outlet. And if y'all need anything, just hit me up. And, you know, I do my best to do it, to to um, take care of it for you. So uh, there's a lot of reasons. That's like one of the main reasons but, you know, as the episode progresses, you know, we'll talk about it more. But, like, in conclusion, you know, my why is because it's for the athletes. And the way, you know, the way how I impacted their life, uh, it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing, um, picking this right, you know, career field. And so that's why. That's why I, that's why I do it, man. Yeah, KJ, that's huge. You know, going back to you saying that you wanted to leave an impact on somebody's life. And I feel like being a former athlete, like I wanted someone to impact my life and someone that I could look up to and be like, dang, they, they're going through what I went through. So mm-hmm. everything that you said, I completely uh, agree with yeah. 100%. Yeah, and the craziest thing is I'm not that much older than the kids that I worked with. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 19. The kids I worked with are 15 and 16. So I, I totally related to what those, what those, you know, those athletes were you know, we're talking about, like, you know, and so, like, not only did I, like, have them on court, on the court, you know, during lunch, during dinner, during breakfast, I would sit down and talk with them, and uh, one guy asked me, he was like, how do I pull this girl that, uh, that I'm trying, that that's, that goes to my school, I was like, man, this goes beyond my pay grade, but I'm gonna show them how to do it, <laughs> and so, um, and so, man, I, I can relate to them well, and, you know, that's why young coaches are so, you know, are so much of a necessity nowadays because they can they can relate to, you know, this generation of athletes that, that may not have the life skills that, you know, these young coaches had when they were their age or whatever. You know, y'all y'all get what I'm trying to say? Like, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have they have, you know, they can relate and they have like experience and since they're so young, like they can like, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how I did it when I went through this exact same situation. So me being out of high school and, you know, doing what I do now and having that experience, like what they're going through now, really helped me to help them in a positive way. And so that's um, that's why it's good, man. That's why. I love it. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Yeah. What about you, Trey? What, what, why do you do it? Why do you do it? Um, to be honest, like just just growing up, being around the game, and 
just seeing other people get better and progress and make it to the pros or even make it to the college level, that just impacted me in ways where I want to help student athletes. So now, like, serving as a manager, like, just seeing these girls grow from, like, their freshman year all the way up to, like, their senior year, like, freshman and sophomore year, I just love seeing, like, the progress. And my why is I played the game um, high school level, AU. And my auntie played and my brother played and my mom, she um she she got me going when I was in like first grade, maybe younger than that. Me and my sister started playing and like my mom always like pushed me like to go to practice, work out on my own, those kind of stuff, you know, cause she really cared because she wanted the best for me. And she invested like a lot of money into like me wanting to go see these trainers and yeah. AU tournaments and all of that. Oh, yeah. It's just a grind, man. It's a grind. So, like, seeing her, you know, always talk about those kind of things, that really pushed me. And then, like, once I, like, got in high school, it's like I knew that I didn't want to play like, at the college level or that I knew mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to go on to the next level for basketball. So I just always wanted to, like, just stick around it. And just want to help out others, yeah, with the knowledge that I was given from a young mm-hmm. age to now. So that's pretty much my right. why and why I love being around the game and love watching it. And the good thing about it is, is always more like you say. You said something about you know your knowledge that you have. You want to spread it, and even now, like with the knowledge that you have, I say it all the time. There's always room to learn. There's always room to you know, improve and improve your craft in some way. And that's where the, like, like you said, investing your time and your money into like what we do. Um, that's a big part of it. That's if that makes, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, it kinda, yeah, yeah. For it, sure. It, it kind of sounded wrong coming out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I'm glad, I'm glad you shared that, man, because I was the exact same way play high school and AAU really didn't have the desire to play college ball. And so that's why I'm still doing it now. Most definitely, man. Cause if, like I said before, like in the previous episode, like when I first got to college, I didn't have a, I didn't have any intentions on being a basketball manager. I chose my major as athletic training. I got hurt a few times in high school, like sprained my ankle like really bad. And I'm like, okay, I went through an injury and I want to help others go through theirs. And I got into, like, the second semester of my major, which was athletic training at the time, and I was taking uh, anatomy and physiology just, like, the second semester, like, first week. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm just listening to this guy talk, like, the teacher talk, and I'm like, I don't think that's for me. I don't think my my heart was, was in it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, I think I just need to switch over to sports management. Yeah. And then... My sister, she was um, on scholarship at the time, my twin sister, and uh, they were looking for managers, and their head manager at the time, he asked me if I wanted to be a manager, and I never, like, text them back, never answered phone calls or whatever, because I didn't have a desire to even, like, be a manager. I'm like, okay, I'm done playing. We go see what athletic training can do for me. Yeah. And... I got into those classes. Like the intro class was pretty cool, but the anatomy and physiology of it, um, it wasn't me. So that's yeah. when I end up answering phone calls, answering text messages, and I went to a practice and I liked it from there. And then 
playing the game, I like I knew that I had to be around it once I got into those athletic training classes. Yeah. So I really didn't have a desire in that. So I knew basketball was always my passion, and I needed yeah. to be in it. Man, I I I I I relate to those anatomy and physiology classes. Man, I took A and P one and two. I just finished taking A and P two, and I'm gonna say that it was pretty tough. And I'm a kinesiology major now, so I have to like actually apply that stuff to what I gotta, what I'm learning now, and so. It, it it's it's you gotta you gotta have a want to to do it, man. Especially with stuff like that, because that's a lot of material you gotta learn, man. A lot of material. So yeah. trust me, I know. Shoot, man, like that's like at least three hundred words a week, bro. <laughs> man, man, I'm trying to learn like the human body and all of that. Man. Nah, man. fam, I'm good. I'm, I'm good, <laughs> man. And I learned I learned a lot with A and P one and two. Like I really did. The teachers really beat that stuff into our brains. Like I to this day I can still name every bone in the human body because just because it's that much repetition that I did with it. It's crazy. I hate that I I hate that I can name every bone in the human body, but like at the same time, like it shows you how much repetition can do for you. Yeah. You wanna do me a favor? What's KJ? that? What's that? Name five bones in the human body. Oh, name five bones. Yeah. Okay. You got obviously you got your femur, you got your tibia, and your, <laughs> your fibula. You got your humerus, your radius, your ulna. You got. I mean, you got your, you got your phalanges, which are your fingers. You got your, um, um, you got your patella, which is your kneecap. That's you eight. Got, well, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm ahead, just naming. Stuff. I mean, you got your, your xiphoid. Got the body of your sternum and your um, your mandibrium. I think that's what it's called, which is the top of your sternum. Um, you got um, your your hips. With I forgot, it's called the the ilium. I don't know, something like that. Um, and you got your um, your sacrum. You uh, you got your, oh, you got all your your vertebrae and your ribs. And I can go down and name all the vertebrae and ribs. You got your floating ribs, your false ribs, your true ribs. Let's see. You got all the little markings in your skull that goes from like you know your jugular uh, foramen, your foramen magnum, your um, you, um, your foramen ovale. You got all that. It's 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 a lot to name, bro. Like if if I sat there and named every marking and every bone in the human body, we'll be here all night. Because the markings, you know, you already have like two hundred and six bones in your body, and the markings. I make count of the markings. You have like a thousand, really. That's insane, man. It, it really is, man. And that, and I took anatomy one where I learned it all last summer. So that just shows you, like, it's been a year since I've taken that stuff. A whole Jeez. year. Yeah. yeah. The things I get to look forward to when I transfer to Lamar. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't even tell you to Lamar. That's a crazy thing. <laughs> I didn't even take. I didn't take either, either any of my anatomies at Lamar. And they were still tough, bro. I mean, I don't want to psych you out or anything, but nah. God almighty. All right, Billy, your turn. What's up? All right. So my why is to be somebody that someone doesn't have. So when I was in high school, like when I made the transition from graduating to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, I had my youth pastor, uh, Aaron. He ended up being my big brother. He went through everything with me and he just, you know, he kind of put the stepping stones of my foundation, you know, he was there whenever I needed something and, you know, he just poured life into me and stuff. 
you know, him and his wife, you know, they, they took me in, you know, mentors, all that type of stuff. But really, I, I didn't, when I went to Sagu, I, I didn't even plan on being a part of the program. It, yeah. it was, it was a God thing. And cause I, I knew somebody that was coaching D one and they had just started practice and uh, coach Phillips was my academic coordinator for um, physical education. And during freshman orientation week, I had met with her and she was asking where I was from. And I was like, Oh, I'm from Lumberton, which is Southeast Texas. It's 12 minutes from Beaumont. And she's like, Oh, I know where that's at. We're going to play Lamar this season. I was like, all right, that's what's up. You know, I'm down. I'll make a trip. So we were talking and after a while, you know, I knew somebody that was coaching D1. Like I just said, they started practice. I wandered off into her office and asked her how stuff was going. And she, we were just talking, and she was like, hey, you want to join scout team? And I was like, yeah, I'm down. I was playing with the men's red shirts with the girls. And it just went off from there. It was one thing after another. But within that year, like, I had personal stuff going on. And, you know, God positioned her in my life to be that person that would help me get through it. And it was a lot of tough love, but there was a lot of life, lef- life lessons that she was giving me. Yeah. And in the process, you know, she put me on the team, like student assistant on staff and Tough. like it was crazy yeah. and it blew my mind. So I'm just dealing with all this. But at the end of the day, I knew at one point in my life in like high school that I wanted to be a coach. But I, you know, I talked myself out of it like it's never going to happen. You know, yeah. find something that, you know, you're capable of because her when her and I talked before the semester and we were talking about my confidence and how she sees she sees in me that I want to say something, but when I say it, it's not there. So it was one of those things, you know. But yeah. but after, like, this summer, there has been a lot of, like, individual growth within myself. And, yeah. you know, my like, not being only a person that somebody on the team needs, but somebody on the staff as well. That's what I love Sagu so much about because all their coaches mm-hmm. interact with each other. Yeah, and like I know you were just there, KJ. And yeah, you, I'm a you, witness to it, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a witness and it, to it's, it. It's crazy, but I mean, you, like one of, like our main like one of our main focuses on like is our players. But yeah, really, what what are we doing for our staffs? What are we doing for like GAs, assistants? Are are we doing? Are we like showing that same love and mm-hmm. encouragement and life to them as we are our players? So man. for me, being like KJ and I talked about this. Like I'm, a, I'm a people guy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there to pick them up. I'm there to, you know, keep them in checks, like accountability and all that. So for me, it's like it doesn't matter if you're whether you're on staff, you're a player, or somebody in the classroom, or one of my youth students at church, or a kid from camp in Coons, or a kid that was just in the Southeast Texas community at my church. Like I'm still gonna breathe life and truth into you. Because if it wasn't for the people that I had, I, I, bro, like, I wouldn't even be talking to y'all, like, not only the listeners, but Trey and KJ as well. I, I have no idea what I'd be doing with my life right now if it wasn't for those really? people that I didn't have. And, like, being around those people at SAGU, I, I have a lot of respect for, you know, the, both of those staffs. With, um, upon meeting them and working with them um, hand in hand, like I can truly, uh, like I I can attest to everything that Billy just talked about. 
Like they're not only there to help your basketball career, but they're there for you as a person first before you as a player or you as a coach or you as a support staff person or whatever. Um, they're there for you as a person. They want you to be the best person you can be. And at that camp last week, we talked a lot about seeing beyond, like seeing beyond, like, you know, labels, like, mm-hmm. and like what I got from it, um, especially in our business that we're in, um, if I want to see beyond a person, I see beyond that you're a coach. I see beyond that you're a player. I see a good person. I see, you know, uh, a person who, um, who likes to help people, a person, or even like going to the other side of the spectrum, a person that needs somebody to be there for him because he has, or she has nobody else for him. And so, um, and we, um, and so, you know, being around them and that kind of environment really shifted my perspective on what a coach really is. You know, at the end of the day, you see, you know, coaches on TV screaming, yelling, fussing at their players, but there's a whole other aspect on to like on what like coaches do as a whole like there's a lot of stuff that coaches do that's not a part of their job description and most of the time that is the most important thing coaches can do is not on the job description the most important things is coaches that that can that they can do god almighty i can't talk um is um is beyond the job description and what really makes you a good coach is not how many championships you have not many not how many games you win not how many you know five-star recruits you can pull into your program, but at the end of the day, how many lives that you touch as a coach and how many people have you made better people um, because of them uh, meeting you and because of your impact on them. And so, I mean, this shifted my whole perspective on that. That camp shifted my whole perspective. If you can see my notebook now and all the notes that I took in those little classroom sessions, man, you, you mm-hmm. wouldn't think it was a basketball camp. For real, yeah, man, it's it's crazy because that's that's how it is day in and day out on on Sagu campus. Like my freshman year, uh, it was crazy, man. But I know Lexi was working the camp, Bree was working the camp, Alyssa, Alyssa wasn't there my first year, but when I went back for my uh, third semester, she was there. The ones and, that worked it was Lexi, yeah. Alyssa, Sydney, and Sydney, Bree. Yeah. yeah, those those four right there, man. I know, like, day in and day out, like, they, it's a family, bro. Like, Coach Phillips said, I know you're going through this right now, but you have, you have 20 sisters that are right behind you. Like, we're going to war. And that's, that's, like, the mentality that we need to have for each other, like, off the court. Like, yeah. we're, w- whether it's men, a men's program, a women's program, a 16U program, and, like, anything under than that, it's still the same thing. And, you know, it's just the fact that we can use our platform for something bigger. Yeah. It, that just gives us the advantage. And that's why I love my program so much. And I'm not trying to brag on my program or anything. But, like, both the men's and the women's programs here at Lamar, um, we – we our biggest thing, we, we're a family before we're anything else. We're, we're – you know, we're – you know, we see beyond coaches and players and everything – like, mm-hmm. uh, like it's such a like you know uh, atmosphere of you know brotherhood and love and family, even within the players, the coaches, even both coaching staffs, both support staffs. Like, I, I don't feel I, I mean I, I feel comfortable going down the hall to the girls' offices and sitting in their offices talking to them for like two hours. Like I like it's is we get you know sometimes we you know you see you know those big programs they compete like. 
how uh, which program has more success, the boys or the girls, and you know, they don't halfway, you know, talk to each other or whatever. Well, you know, mm-hmm. not at Lamar. We, you know, we we're family before we're anything else, and that's the most important thing you can have at a, at a college, and especially at a Division One level, is family. You gotta you gotta be family because you spend a lot of your time together on the road um, during the season, and you know, different stuff like that. Like you spend a lot of your time, you you see those people at their best and at their worst. So you know. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not call them family? Yeah, for sure. And like when I I would never go into like Coach Deal's office and talk to him, like Coach Deal or uh, Coach Epps when he was there, or Coach Blake or Coach Emmanuel. But when I whenever I saw them, like we always made sure to interact with each other. And whenever the guys would run open gym, I would sit in there and watch and still conversate with everybody. And then when Coach Emmanuel joined the girl the women's staff last year. You know, we got to build off that relationship along with our GA at the time, Coach Eric. You know, he's back. Uh, he's back at the men's now, Coach. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good because he was yeah. the, when I when I my first year there, he was the GA for the men's. Mm-hmm. And but, um, when in Eric uh, an assistant with the women's, yeah, yeah. he's an assistant. He, now that guy, yeah. he, he knows his stuff. Like the best player development coach I've ever, you know, oh, ever man. I've ever known. He knows. He knows. A ton of stuff, like individual wise, he knows a ton of stuff that can make a person better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but, but coach, like coach Eric, whenever I met him, like when I first met him, I had went up there just to visit, and he didn't like he didn't put two and two together. But when I returned, he had he finally realized who I was and all that, and we hit it right off the back. Yeah, and that's when really like I wanted to develop my role deeper because I would tag along with him like to go get food or something or whenever we were trying to do some fundraising, if we had to go get sweet tea from chicken express, I would tag along with him. And then near the end of the semester, I started filming his training sessions. So um, he could go over, like if somebody wanted to see what they were doing wrong, he could just go back up to it. And then whenever he'd want to make a highlight film out of it, you know, he'd go back and edit. So I would film and watch. And sometimes I would assist if I had to. Yeah, but he's a great guy. Like I, Coach, Coach Eric's my guy. EJ's my man right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Trey, what you thinking, man? You're quiet. I'm just listening to y'all. <laughs> but what I'm taking from the concept is just having that support of one another and just supporting each other. That's pretty really? much, you know, like what I'm thinking from you guys talking about all these different people. Obviously, really? these people, they're supporting one another and having, like, each other back. Because at the end of the day, we all that we have. So, you really? like Support uh, is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially yeah. because, I mean, you're literally in the trenches with these guys. Like, your staff, yep. your players, you're literally in the trenches. Like, you know, me and Billy, we coach. We coach a team together. We just recently won, you know, national championship, whatever. And, um... Bill, I mean, Billy has Billy is really there. Billy takes Billy takes all the heat on the sideline from me. I'm sorry, I gotta say, it, man. <laughs> nah, like, you good, bro. It takes a Billy, village, man. Yeah, Billy takes all the heat from the sideline. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not like a thing where you know I'm mean to everybody. It's like you know when you're in the you're in a certain like yeah deal in a certain zone, and um, is it and I man that dude Billy still supports me. 
every decision, even though he might not agree with the decision I make. It might be an impulse decision, just like the other day when I called the timeout. We were up by twenty or five seconds left. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a bad decision. It was it a was bad a, decision by me. It and was a growing moment. It was a growing moment because you know I took that game personal. I wanted them to feel what I felt when they beat us last time, yep. and so. Um, and Billy, he, you know, he didn't tell me no. He was like, "Okay, do it." I was like, "Okay, bet time out." Like, and, really, I wasn't like in my, in my defense, I didn't know what was going on. You were just like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna call this right quick," and I was confused. But you grew from it. We had to yeah. talk about it, and you know, <laughs> we moved on. I felt bad, but um, but for real, like you know, with your with the people that you work with, and you know, the the athletes that you work with, you know, you gotta have you gotta. You gotta lean on them, and they gotta lean on you. Yes, sir. Because it's go, it goes back to them learning from you, and you learning more from them. And, um, they, you gotta lean on each other because you know at the end, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, those are your people. You, you don't, I mean, you're around them more than I'm around. I know for a fact I'm around the people that I work with, the athletes that I work with, the staff, and everything that I work with more than I'm around my own family back here in Waco. True. And so, uh, I mean, I don't. I think there was a time where, I uh, where I didn't go home for a period of like four to five months. I remember my, uh, we I went home for Christmas. I didn't go back home till like the middle of April. So like, uh, I it was like a crisp like four almost five months before I got to see my mom again. And so, uh, like I'm around those people more than I'm around my family. And you know, I'm so appreciative of them for adopting me into the, you know their little quote-unquote family because you know Mm -hmm. if it wasn't like them building that family atmosphere around me I mean I wouldn't be as comfortable as I am with it now and so that's why I'm so appreciative of the people I work with from Southeast Texas Elite to Lamar Mm -hmm. to you know whoever else I might work with Uh, I'm so appreciative because they they literally they don't judge you they um they they love you like they're your own. I mean, like the, like you're their own. God Almighty, I can't talk. And um, and you know they just um, they just you know they they show a lot of love to you, even though you may not deserve it sometimes. And so yeah. that's why I mean that's why I love it. and I and just to be that rock for somebody when I get to that level. Um, that, that I mean that can make that that means that means a lot to me. It really does. Yeah. I know, I know. I got. I, I want to add uh, two things on to what you you were saying, KJ. Yeah. So, so the first thing, the only heat that I really take personally <laughs> is is when I'm standing on the sideline, like away from the official uh, officials, and like the second half of the game starts, the dude tells me to sit down, and I'm like, bro, like the first thing I learned from Coach Phillips is never sit down. Like that's not how we roll. That we ain't built like that. And then it just throws me off my game, and then I have to refocus. That's the only thing I take personally. It's though, all so. good. Uh, so, so the, sometimes an official will come up to me. He's like, hey, can you tell your assistant to sit down? And I, I don't know how many times I've gotten that. I ain't told you to sit down once because, I mean, no. that's not – I mean, that's not a big deal. I mean, you know, it's really not. It's not like you're going to go on the court and, like, block a girl's shot or yeah. something. Like, so, I mean – uh, it is what it is, you know. Offic- officials officiate, players play, coaches. coaches Don't worry, you used to see me in that in that natty yeah. game, man. I, I got onto one of them really bad. Oh yeah, I almost got me. You got it. Almost got. It. But I apologize yeah. to him. Yeah, there you go. Growth, growth. It's all about growth. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize to him. He was like, "Well, I know you, so that's why I'm not going to take you up." I was like, "Thank yeah. you." Yeah. But the but the second thing though is going back to the like the parents of our AAU team. 
So during the national tournament, you know, I was I had it last year, a year in advance. I had planned to go to a concert in Houston with one of my best friends. And during our favorite band, they had played 15 songs. And I was talking to one of our uh, players' parents, and I think I listened to maybe three songs out of the whole 15. Yeah. Because we were going back and forth, and it was relational. It was transparent. It was genuine. And it was nothing but love because KJ and I had came in so late to the program. We just came – we came into, yeah. like, a whole lot, man. Yeah, and they welcomed us. They trusted us. And um, – to the listeners right now, if you're part of a AAU program or a Little Dribblers program, appreciate just, those parents first. Yes, of all. just make appreciate sure you are transparent. Parents. Be transparent with them at all times. Be vulnerable. Do what you can to make sure that they can trust you. Because yeah. if if KJ and I weren't like that, then we wouldn't have been national champs. Really, like and, we came in. And we literally worked our way up from the, yeah. from the gut. Like we were hard on those girls. We were, we um, we expected a lot out of those little what thirteen year old girls that we coached, man. And um, at the end of the day, it was all worth it because I mean, the girls know what we expect now, and the parents know like you know our style of play and mm-hmm. everything. And so it's 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 great when you have a supportive. That 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 always makes the job easier when you have you know supportive, so um, um, group of parents and group of you know, uh, other coaches who buy into what you want to do, and may not understand it at the time, but you know at the end of the day, they still um they still want to they still want their girls to win. So you know they got so not they really don't have to, but you know they buy into it and they um. They they follow through and they're and they're committed mm-hmm. to you know doing whatever it takes to help us win and so you know yeah. if you're part of an AAU program, coach if you coach AAU you play AAU whatever appreciate those parents those parents will really make your job a lot easier than what it um than because the job is already hard, but those parents will make the job a lot easier. Yep, and really. I I got to give it up to our parents, man. Like my first. My first year ever being around AAU, coaching AAU, because I never played AAU, but I've always heard stories about AAU parents. Oh, ours, ours were top-notch, man. Like, oh, they were great. Mm-hmm. They still um, – AAU parents are still crazy. No offense to any parents out there. but Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even at, even at our – you know, we don't play at a, like, at a high level like prom time in their, or EYBL or anything. Those I mean, those parents are – those parents, those parents can be can get crazy and it gets personal. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I I respect the parents because like you see the passion that they have for their child to go out there and compete, and you know to become a better player on the court. Yeah. So, so from not being around that, that's something I appreciate because I wasn't around that in middle school and high school. Oh man, I wasn't on the circuit or anything. I I grew up around it, man. So even if you know. Um, the group of parents like were you know acting acting out. I I would I wouldn't know how to handle it. Like it yeah. wouldn't have been. I've been around like I've been around dramatic parents. I've been around you know good civilized parents, and I've yeah. just been around flat out crazy parents. So I know <laughs> I know when I was going to Coons, like it's it's all basketball. Like that's their bread and butter. So whenever we were playing, our parents wouldn't say anything during the game. But as soon as we finished, man, they would get into us right then and there. And then at practice, Coach Drew 
he would like reiterate everything that they had told us, and then we would clean it up for the next game. So we got ours, but it was always at the end of the game. It can't can't be me. Can't be me. The some of the times the girls would be looking into to look at their parents and be fussing. I'm like, don't listen to your, don't listen to your mama. Listen to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mama out over here. I am. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that different perspective. For real, it's all look, about perspective. Yeah, man. That's about it, man. That's why I do it. Because, yeah. you know, I want to support somebody like my coaches support me. And, you know, I want to be – and I want to be, you know, that rock for somebody. So they – so mm-hmm. when they need anything in life, because, you know, once you coach an athlete, you got them for life, not just for those four years you coach them. Yeah. You got them for life. And so um, I just want to be that guy to, you know, hey, I need this. Let me call Coach KJ and see uh, see what he can do for me. Or I need a place to stay because I'm in town. Let me call Coach KJ. So yeah. I don't want to spend money on a hotel or anything. That's why I wanted. That's why I love it, man. That's why. Yeah. With love that being it. said, players appreciate these coaches and these parents. Like parents For taking real. off time from work, mm-hmm. and they could yeah. be doing plenty of other things, but they in the gym with y'all. The coaches yeah. taking time away from their families, taking time off from work just to be with y'all. Mm-hmm. So just appreciate the coaches and. Appreciate the parents because they doing it because they care, not because they want to do it. They doing it because they care. So just appreciate everything when it comes to the game of basketball in general. Really, because the game can take you so far. For sure, so far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that's about it for me, dog. We signing out. We signing out. Yeah, signing out. All right, let's sign out then. <laughs> <laughs>